I am. Oh, happy you're back. To be back. She's back. I know. Because people were asking in the comments, where's that other chick when they saw you? I know. Vika? Well, that, that, other, that other chick I thought you were broke like... my shoulder. I know I mentioned it before, but if you want to know how bad I broke it, a little trigger warning for those well, who view, want to view, see it. Yeah, viewer, viewer, advisory, viewer advisory, the following scenes may disturb, upset, make you throw up. I don't know. This, this is a picture of my broken shoulder. There, there, we it, there it went. But it's all better now, so... Thankfully, I, I'm back. I'm back, and in the meantime, uh-huh. all hell broke loose. Me too is back again. Me too 2.0, and it's after. Say that three times fast. <laughs> well, too I don't two. think it ever went away. No, it didn't okay. go away. You know, but this time they're after Russell Brand, who is a, a brilliant and very accomplished comedian turned political person turned sort of guru, and he's now being called an influencer. He's got a massive channel on YouTube, which was almost immediately demonetized well it has been demonetized yeah yep yeah look um you know i think it's an interesting example of things we've been talking about for from the beginning of this podcast and we're not expressing opinions one way or the other the the um investigation that was done by the journalist and 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 the media um appears to be fairly thorough but that is just simply a, a media investigation if this leads to uh, criminal charges that will play out. But I think what's important to talk about is um, something we've seen on some other interviews um, is just how easy it is, especially for people with notoriety where you have historical allegations come out, people decide to speak to the media rather than going first to the police and talking about their experience and the violence that they experienced. And then that going viral on social media and and legacy media, and then the person is, you know, they're losing their reputation is gone. They're losing their livelihood. Well, they're yeah. canceled. Well, and they're polluting a potential jury pool in advance. <clears throat> oh, you mean that they should have some due process? Yeah, imagine. Why? Well, there's a few elements here that that I find intriguing. One, there's four complainants at the moment. There may be more that come forward or whatever. Yeah. So there's a presumption... Depending, depending on the book deals. So there's a presumption that if there's more than one complainant, then it must be true. Right. And that is fallacious, especially when the media is involved. And they say these women had nothing to... So here's one of the things I find curious. These women didn't even know each other. How did they all happen to go to the media? The media was obviously searching, right? And so here's the thing with Russell Brand. I read an article saying he's hiding in plain sight. Russell Brand was named Shagger of the Year three times in a row by The Sun in the UK. I, I right? never even a runner-up for that. He's He's got two books called Bookie Book 1 and I think Bookie Book 2. He has never hidden anything. No, he's and, always been out in the open yeah, about... Yeah, and his yeah. sexuality was a big part of his fame and his act. Mm-hmm. And he's a comedian. Right. And we have to keep that in mind, too. Because exactly. I know there's a clip out there where he says something like, oh, I raped a woman once. And well, what but I that's thought was, comedy. Yeah. I know. And what I thought is, well, he only said one. <laughs> he's got four complaints. But anyway, like, it, anyway, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything because he's a comedian and he says things like that. And uh, and then there's the follow-up. And of course, the, the follow-up's not appearing. And, and uh, you know, people got really sexual with Russell Brand on interviews that I've watched as well. And I thought mm-hmm. he handled it really well. And that's just, there's a big difference between an average person and a person in the public life, especially when... You know, that, that's been a big part of his act is He's got a shtick going on. It's yeah, I shtick. mean, you know, again, um, on its face, these are serious, compelling allegations. 
there are some video clips that are circulating on social media of his interactions with people that you can take, whether it's, you know, indicative of how he conducted himself or not. But what, what I find so disturbing about this, and, and, you know, frankly, Diana, we see this with clients that we represent too, who might not just be that famous, because this is pretty, he's pretty famous, but can be, you know, prominent. They may have a prominent business. And then there's a press release done. And there's a lot of social media and fallout for people who are not even close to that level of notoriety. But what happens is the vitriol, the absolute vitriol that then unfolds about um, somebody like Russell Brandt or somebody who we represent, where there are horrible comments that come out condemning this individual and that they are absolutely guilty. And and we've seen this in some of the uh, talk shows that's been going on with respect to Brandt, where again, we come back to the exact same um, premise that we have to believe these women and you must believe women and therefore, you know, he is guilty in the court of public opinion. But it's the vitriol that goes with it as well. So, you know, we've said countless times on this podcast that there should not be a difference in evidence because of the nature of an offense or the gender of a complainant, that due process should not go out the window, that there is something for proof beyond a reasonable doubt, and that these are allegations and they have to be tested in a court of law. I mean, not make it to a court of law because these people chose to speak to the media first. And that right. was an interesting comment that I came across while I was watching some coverage of this too, where uh, a woman, she might've been a lawyer, I can't recall, but she said, it's not stunning and brave to go to the media. Right? It's stunning and brave to go to the police and make a proper report. And, and, that know, was on the, Pier, the yeah, Pierce Morgan, Morgan show, Morgan yeah. show yeah. which I, I thought it was a really balanced panel. I, I, I thought it was. that was really well done. Yeah, they had a very good, healthy debate on that one. And, and you know, everybody has their perspectives. But yeah, she made an extremely good point. I, I mean, yeah. some people may fa- find that very offensive, but yeah. I, I always find it, I, I agree with uh, that individual that, you know, when your first stop is to the media um, and then the premise to sort of support that is that, well, the criminal justice system is not very welcoming. That That's a bunk because I we have watched hundreds, if not thousands of interviews of complainants and police do a pretty good job. And incredible supports in place. Yeah. I had I mean, one, I had one the other week where the, where the eight year old complainant, they have the support dog, they have a separate support worker. There's, but let's talk in an, uh, an adult female. I mean, you, you've got, yeah. you've got a special room, yes. you know, you have special investigators. So to try and say that it's easier to come out in the media no. and be treated better than you would be treated by specialized police officers who conduct these interviews, yeah. I think is bullshit. And, and I think, I think this is an important point because <clears throat> women are being told that they shouldn't even bother going to police sometimes. But the reality is, is you're treated very fairly and very well by mm-hmm. police. And then yeah. they complain that more women don't don't make complaints to police. Well, the reason they're not doing well, that is because you're telling this. them That's not right. to go there. They're right? creating it. I know. Yeah. It's it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. But the reality is, as we see, is complainants are treated very fairly. The problem mm-hmm. that I see is that um, as soon as charges are laid, there's no real investigation on behalf of investigating the truth of the allegations. And so as soon as charges are laid, they're presumed to be guilty because why would the police lay charges? Well, we we know that when an investigation unfolds, the investigation is really taking a statement from a complainant, maybe collecting a few text messages or communications that the complainant provides later on, 
maybe there might be a disclosure witness to interview but there's not much done beyond that yeah. but 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 and that's our complaint about investigations that in fact it should come from an unbiased objective point to, to be sensitive and caring and open and 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 helpful to a complainant to come forward but then a critical eye should be used and there should be an investigation an ongoing but, but investigation ongoing investigation but leaving that aside it it is the 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 notion that somehow we need this type of investigative journalism to uncover all of these types of uh, allegations and that you know there's this low threshold for conviction which i think there was some stupid statistic yeah, yeah. that was said one percent which is absolutely not correct at like least not zero correct zero in zero canada point zero zero not correct in canada <laughs> not correct in the united absolutely states not right. absolutely not correct um, conviction rates when somebody goes to trial is like around 50 percent yeah or maybe it, it a bit higher it fluctuates between like 48 for, mm -hmm. to 49 or to up to 52 53 and and, and there, there can be good reason why it's not right. a higher number because you have allegations because there's automatic that, charging policies yeah and and so uh, you know I, I i think what's what's so troubling about this again is you know the hot debate that goes on in social media that will never disappear the things that are posted on the internet the, the absolute vitriol, the drawing of boundaries, and the lack of some sort of consensus to say, look, if these are real legitimate allegations, they've come out, hopefully they'll be investigated. If they're investigated, it can lead to charges, can lead to a trial, and there will be a fair trial. And then if somebody's found guilty, they'll be found guilty. But that's just, we just skip all of that. Right and go right to it's the, inconvenient. the person is absolutely gossip. guilty. They yeah, love gossip, but they love to judge other people. And that's just the way social media works. I it's think more that's than the that. problem. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's an anger machine, it's, the social it's, media. Right. Well, that's a good point because our society thrives, and politicians do this too, on, Conflict. on, on two things. Conflict, fe instilling fear. fear, and telling you that, you know... Um, the sky is falling. Yeah, that, that, that everything is just falling apart. It's not the way it should be. And so you're right. This is, you know, fear-mongering. And, and anger producing fear but and I, anger sells but what i but what i see is just a level of almost hatred mm -hmm. that's just unleashed without knowing facts i know well well i've mentioned to you before a, a horrendous case i worked on where one guy committed suicide they celebrated online and then another guy disappeared off of their list and they they actually were posting online they hope he killed himself yeah, so that's the level of vitriol and the level crazy. of anger that gets that gets brought out by people when they go online. They lose their humanity and they lose their perspective and, and reality. And that's that's why it's so important that we're doing what we're doing. And they're unleashing to their, remind people. They're unleashing their baggage yeah. on these people. But it's important to remind people about how long did it take us to develop the legal system with the rules we have that some people don't like. But how long did it take us to get a legal system which isn't perfect? Mm -hmm. Well, well over a thousand years. <laughs> well over. All right. <laughs> right and it, it was there was a lot of bad things that happened in the meantime people being tortured to get confessions and things like that and you know people get still get wrongfully convicted all the time we know that from it, the innocence it, it, project. we will never have a perfect system right, yeah. that is impossible but what we have in common law countries especially canada i think as as close to the best system you can possibly have in in my opinion and i think you share that opinion there's flaws with it and there are problems, but it is the best that we have. But, what do we, but we can make it better. What do we see online? Every time somebody gets a fair trial and if they get acquitted, what we see online is people oh, it's probably guilty. disparaging. Right. Well, they got off. He got off. You know, that uh, some lawyer, you know, when I had that Twitter tirade against oh, me her. <laughs> or the ex. No, but but there was a lawyer how who said... How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night? I don't have... 
What was that Matthew McConaughey with line? With a pillow, in with a nice Lincoln. pillow where I put my leg I, over. So I don't have coffee after seven or right, something. Right, that's how he sleeps. But, all um, but, but One arm over my head. But, you know, a lawyer, you know, another lawyer had said, just too, because somebody's found fixed. guilty, you should not be equating that with innocence. Mm. And and I found that very dangerous for a lawyer to be saying, because under the law, yeah. a not guilty verdict is, is consistent with innocence. And for us to, and we spoke about this on episodes before, yeah. do not qualify acquittals. And we have this apology for acquittals, right. and it bothers the hell out of me. I'm so sorry you had to acquit you. Like, it's insane. It's the fear of... of offending somebody. Offending people. And it's like, we got to stick to the principles of our system. And and, and the reality is, is, if you're not convicted, you're presumed innocent again. Right. Yeah. That's the reality. Right. But they don't want... But no, the public doesn't want to accept that. But if we go back to Russell Brand again, what, what do we know from what we've seen in the past? Can this man get a fair trial if he goes to court? I don't see it. Not in the UK. How? Shagger of the year three times in a row. I mean, Kevin Spacey got got a, a, a fair trial. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, the UK is like us. I mean, it's it's we're not going to have cameras in the courtroom. Right. Jurors aren't going to be interviewed. But, you know, there were several accusers and he testified and um, and there was a finding of not guilty. And you have to assume that that's a that's a, a you know, a court composed of your fellow citizens who came to a conclusion of not guilty. So I think that system worked. That system worked. The problem with him is he is a he's you know he's been attacking politicians on his podcast. He's been delving into areas he hadn't before. He has been controversial he's been in that respect. Attacking the entire system. He's been attacking the system. <laughs> right. His comedy is is interesting. His comedy is cutting. And, um, you know, recently he's, he's gone back. He's very articulate. He's gone, he's extremely articulate. He's yeah. gone back to his roots of comedy. And so how does somebody who has that much notoriety and that much controversy, which makes him an interesting comedian, makes him, makes him an interesting A podcaster. comedian. This is why I liked him. He's an intelligent comedian. A lot of the good comedians are really super intelligent. I mean, they are next level smart. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the writing that goes into good comedy. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. You know, yeah. many others. I mean, you know, I, I Bill Burr. Right. I, sorry, Louis C.K. I love. I mean, right. the writing and the thinking and, and, and the commentary on human nature and, yeah. and everything is really next level, in my opinion. But for someone like Russell Brandt in the UK, given his notoriety and this type of shit that comes out, I, I, it makes it difficult to have any type of a fair jury trial. Yeah, well, you mentioned Bill Burr and... and uh... I remember watching, uh, he's, I've watched him for so many specials or whatever and little bits that, right. that are online. And, but he had this one point that he made about the red wine ladies. And he said he doesn't go out after a show anymore because he would go out and these red wine ladies would come up and start fondling his genitals and stuff like that and sexually assaulted him. But he was like, there's something about comedy that really turns people on. So he just yeah. stopped going out and socializing afterwards. Can you imagine Russell Brand yeah. and how many people were, were doing that with him? Like, you know, he's not complaining. Like a rock star, yeah. Right? But one thing I'd say about about when these allegations came out, he, he's not going to be quiet about this. He's already done a video. But he came adamantly, out it, yeah. Adamantly denying it. And uh, And his his commentary, I think, was actually really quite phrased. Like, like we said, he's very articulate. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think this is one of the things when, when, when lawyers are helping clients who are very public people, that how social media is handled is really important. Mm -hmm. And in the past... Lawyers would just come out and make a lawyer statement, and no nobody comments. listened to it right. because it was just a lawyer statement, right. right? My client adamantly denies, you know, the allegations. We're going to deal with this in a court, court of law. Court of law, yeah. <laughs> right? And then, then people go, "Oh, that sounds like he's guilty because right, they didn't right. actually make a proper response." 
but then you can go really wrong if you say sorry ever for anything. Oh God, never apologize. <laughs> well, no, you, if if you're going down that road, then <laughs> yeah. it's it's problematic. You know, but you know, and and there's a good I'm reason. I'm sorry, I was promiscuous. There's if a, you yeah. use the word sorry once, all there's he says no. is I was really promiscuous. He didn't say I'm sorry, I was promiscuous. Right. right? There, <laughs> there's a good reason that lawyers traditionally in in our system don't litigate in the media and make and make if they make any comments, it's it's limited. But you know. He came out and said, I didn't hide the fact that I was promiscuous. I didn't hide the fact that, you know, this was sort of my lifestyle. But everything, according to him, was consensual. Again, we're not making any commentary. These may be uh, valid allegations. It could be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. They may absolutely be real victims. We're not saying they're not. What we're talking about is is the disgusting process of how yeah. it just plays out. And it's like, I just and don't to, know to why. And demonetized. This is his and livelihood. Demonetized that. within days. That's well, precisely what they're and the, after. And the label of, Cut off his funding. Well, with all due respect, if you want to, if you represent, if you're a family law firm, and you represent particular people, parental alienation, and you want to advertise on certain social media, their content policies will not allow you to advertise that wording. Right, right. If you want to advertise certain wording on certain search engines that are not offensive, but don't accord with their policies, that advertising will not be allowed. So we are censored left, right, and center. One thing really bothers me, though, the, the fact that the immediate target in all of these cases mm -hmm. is money. They immediately want all of their money cut of off. Course. So at a time where he needs the they money. need the money the most to hire proper defense lawyers to do the research, these could be people he doesn't even know who they are. He's going to have to maybe investigate and find out who they are. Most likely somebody who brags about who's shagger of the year for three years in right, a row. Right. He's not going to still have all those messages, right? So right at a time when somebody needs money, the very first target is cut off all Financial, of their money. Yeah, it's a playbook move, totally. Well, let's 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 talk about this for a second. I mean, if if you know, it's a free market. Corporations are corporations. They they you know they have shareholders. They have if they're a public company, so they have rights to have policies and and decide what they want to do. The problem is we live in this this cancel culture because if you are a corporation and you are then funding, you know. Uh, a podcast or well, advertisers you know, don't or, want their ads or, or advertise or, or you know there's the a there's a clothing line associated with them you know they're they're going to lose market share as a result of it and that's because of the the vitriol that comes out that we just don't want to just take a step back and right. go okay these are pretty serious allegations they're very they're compelling on its face there's been a lot of work done by the investigative journalist but let's see how this plays out and let's let's see where this goes and that is just not our approach. This is a perfect explosion of all of that vitriol and hatred and bad yeah, totally. things that come out. And it, it's, I had, I had, it just is such a shame. You don't have to be a celebrity. I have a 20-something-year-old client, works at a bank, charged with sexual assault. Case is going to take ages to be dealt with at trial. They fired him. Yeah. And when he asked them, why are you firing me? I, did I do something... Oh well, you violated our our code of conduct, conduct policy. And he's like, "What? I have, I'm 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 innocent." I That's what I saw. I think with YouTube. I had an they, analyst. YouTube at a said bank. there was a conduct uh, policy that they had. Right. Yeah, they all do. So, so I had a, an analyst at a bank who'd been there for twenty five mm -hmm. years and gone in a like second, that. and you know, <laughs> couldn't get employment. I had to I took a job at a convenience store. Wow. Yeah. You know so. This is this is the environment that we well, live in. I know in. somebody who had a really high-profile career, and, and I'm not going to name him. He he ended up laying bricks. 
because he couldn't, couldn't get, get employment uh, in the, yeah, in the, employment yes. anywhere else. And he was he was extremely well known in a, a high profile um, industry. And yeah, well, you know, nothing surprises me. We live in a world of extremes. We live in a world of harsh opinions. We live in a world of alternative facts where who knows what the truth is. So, you know, why should this surprise us, you know, compared to all the other craziness which is going on in the world? That said, you know, the solution to this should be easy. It it should be take a step back and let's see how this plays out. Take a breath. Uh, I remember my late great friend, Christy Blashford, actually she wrote an article once saying, is it better for somebody... Outstanding journalist. I know, I miss her so much. Is it better for somebody to get a trial or to be just tried on social media? Because if you get a trial, you get a fair trial. Right. To the yeah. best of our ability. But if you're only tried on social media and you never actually get to court, oh, what, if, what if none of them go to the police? What if there's never a charge laid and he's only got the ability to fight in or, social or, media? Or just a civil action. It's true, it could be a civil action. They're yeah, all anonymous right now. Right, because I mean, we've seen that play out with Cosby, you know, leaving aside the merits of allegations because right. there's a, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of bad <laughs> Without getting into it, that. There was a lot of bad about his discoveries, but, you know, that said, I mean, you can't, you know, the choice can be to go down the road of civil litigation, claim damages, not not go to the police. I mean, we'll have to we'll see have to where see this goes. Right. Yeah. But I would... I'll be definitely watching it. I'm, really, a, I'm a big Russell Brand fan of his work, right? I was listening to his podcast. I don't know what he's like as a person, but I'm a big fan of his work. So uh, I, you know, I was listening to his podcast and, you know, some of his comedy I find very entertaining. But we reserve judgment. These may be real victims. This may be awful. Just before you do that, I just, I just, I just wish my wish, as we get, as we're in the fall now, we get closer to to the holiday season. Whether you're celebrating pump, Christmas pump, or, spice or anything else, I wish we could just all take a deep breath and let certain things play out. I just wish we could do that. Yeah, imagine. And just we imagine. <laughs> so we're going to follow this because I think the way it, I think the I way think it, I was just canceled there. <laughs> no, you bought them. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's Michael's cushion. No, I thought she was canceling me for some reason. Anyways, we're going to follow be this back, because though. I find it interesting to see where this goes and if we're going to, if, you know, if a fair trial happens, leaving that aside, if it goes that far. And I'm so happy to be back. You know what? Just don't break anything. Don't again. break so, anything on the show. podcast. I can put both my hands behind my head. <laughs> That's pretty good. I couldn't even lift my hand up this high. 10 to 12 weeks ago, no. that wasn't happening. No, yeah, it wasn't. It's three months it took. All right. Well, as you get older, we don't heal easy, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't try. I try not to keep track of time anyway. That's <laughs> hence oh, the watch. Oh, could have been last week. Who knows? <laughs> I heal fast. Well, All thank right. you, everybody, for watching. This was a short one, but it's, it, it hits sort of a nerve with us, so that's why we raised it. So, again, if you like our, our podcast, please like, share, subscribe, comment, hit notification. I'm getting good at this. Yes, you and, are. Uh, you don't need us, the pillow. I know. I, at the beginning, like two years ago, I was like, blah, blah, I couldn't say it yeah. properly. But, you know, again, keep sending us your messages because, you know, we get people communicating with us and we get really great dialogue. On the last podcast, it dropped somebody joined us from Australia, had some really great engagement. Show your watch. Uh, and this is amazing. I, we've already covered the the, <laughs> the forty one millimeter Tudor with the burgundy bezel. Right. I, we'll wear a different one for next the next time. One. Yeah. And, and I love the comments about watches. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. Uh, share, share your watches with us. <laughs> yeah. Share, there's uh, one of our followers, uh, Chris, who uh, I don't have his message right now. Every so often he sends me pictures of what he's wearing. So we, we love the connection with our viewers. So thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Good night. And let's clink our glasses. Yeah. Clink our... Yeah, yeah. we, we should have had tea or something. We should have. Good night, I got, everybody. I got, I got Mickey. <laughs>